Hey guys, it's Mike from We Are The Batman here. Just want to let you know, we have a new website you guys can go to. Just go to podpage.com slash wearethebatman. That's podpage.com slash wearethebatman. You can get all of our episodes there, get a little more information about us, and most importantly, you can leave us reviews, and you can leave us comments and messages, send us questions and episode ideas, and you can even leave us voicemails. All these great tools are on the website. Head over to podpage.com slash wearethebatman. Batman. We always love to hear from you guys. Head on over there now and check it out. Hey everybody, welcome back to We Are the Batman. I'm Mike. And this is Matthew. Uh, we've got a, got a nice big fun show for today. Uh, it's like one piece of news. We're going to give you a completely off-brand short review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 because that's going to lead us into our main topic, which is pitching our cast for James Gunn's Justice League and his version of the DCU. We'll get into all the rules and all that in a little bit. Before we get into everything here, Matt, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, doing good. Just scarfing down some uh, pot noodle before we begin this. Uh... <laughs> it, is, it is 10 a.m. and you're eating noodles. It's always a good time for... Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's 11 a.m. here, and I'm I'm drinking iced coffee with a shot of whiskey in it because it's that kind of day already. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> All right, so only real piece of news I wanted to get into. This is more. This isn't so much a news thing. It is just just kind of an observation thing. So, as everybody knows, the the WGA, uh, the Writers Guild of America, is currently on strike uh, following um, botched negotiations with studio heads. Um, Pay your writers, people, is what this all really boils down to. Uh, as as two guys who, who who dabble in writing, who a lot of what we do on this show is based in our love and our history of writing, uh, pay your writers, everybody. Um, and I say this because uh, just uh, yesterday, the day before, Matt Reeves himself tweeted out a picture down at the uh, uh, picketing with the uh, WGA. He uh, is protesting, is striking with them. Um, a lot of productions have been halted. Uh, Tom Ellis, who played Lucifer on Lucifer, uh, has been very, sent- very well, I might add. Yeah, very well. Uh, I still need to go back and rewatch that show. I never finished it. Um, yeah, pay your writers is what a lot of this comes down to. Because uh, if you're one of the people who was lucky enough to not live through a previous writer's strike, I've lived through two, um, they're not good because a lot of crap happens. Uh, I, I look at the overabundance of reality television as a direct result of the writers' strikes because um, when the writers aren't getting paid and they don't want to work, nor should they work without getting paid what they deserve, um, that's how you get 30 different versions of Real Housewives. And that's how you get Transformers 2. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> oh. Which I don't mind per se, but it doesn't make a lick of sense because they couldn't do any rewrites. Oh, that movie sucks so hard. It's not, it's not the worst one in the bunch, though. Um, it, it, last night, the last night, definitely the worst Transformers movie so far. We'll see how bad Rise of the Beast is. I don't have high hopes. Uh, anyway, uh, so that's that's all I wanted to get into is just is just voicing solidarity for for the writers. You know, I I'm not fortunate enough to get paid to write um these guys do but you know the stories you hear about a lot of people working on shows like you know shows like wednesday or or succession or these other huge shows who are barely scraping by making ends meet or having to go on food stamps because they're just not getting paid enough to live so 
Um, pay your writers, people. <laughs> Definitely. Should, should, shouldn't seem like something I have to say, but, but yeah, I'm saying anyway, let's, let's, let's get on from that though. And let's, let's get over into, uh, we, we both saw guardians of the galaxy volume three since we're doing a show today that involves James Gunn, and I feel like our thoughts on Guardians are going to involve how we feel about James Gunn going forward in DC, let's get into a very quick couple-minute review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is a... I don't think since Endgame has there been a perfect topper to a saga. Oh, yeah. Like, it... it, it you know, there, there... I mean, maybe... Well, no, I'm going to stay with perfect. Like, it's really, really good. I liked everything they did. I think, you know, my understanding is I don't know how much control he had over what happened in Endgame and Infinity War, but you, he was definitely left with this, you know, how do I resolve this love story I spent mm -hmm. two movies creating and you guys just destroyed it? Yeah. And I think give probably that that's probably one of the worst hands you can give and i think they did a perfect job with that story i thought yeah. everybody's storylines kind of worked really well you know little problems here and there but i mean ultimately uh, it's it's a nine for me the emotions were top notch the acting's top notch it's just like you could tell unlike some of these other trilogies of characters you can tell like he had a lot of this planned out and now knowing what we know in the third one, going back and watching the other two, it gets heartbreaking, especially that scene in the first one when Rocket is all like, I didn't get asked to be torn apart and rebuilt. And just like, rrr, rrr. so, but no, I thought it was fantastic. Great action. The new suits, the actual Guardians of the Galaxy suits. Oh, the comic accurate suits? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm hard pressed not to buy the whole family that, and that's what we're going as, as Halloween. But I mean, you're, you wouldn't be. I guarantee you won't. If you do, you won't be the only family uh, in the world doing doing that. Um, it's yeah. I I cried so many times in this movie. I think I cried like four times watching this movie. Not just from like the emotion of the finality of it all of because because the Guardians those are our space buddies. Those are those are our space best friends. And you know, if you'd have told me. 15 years ago i remember i remember hearing about guardians of the galaxy for the very first time and i was just like i googled it and i was like there's no way there's no way there's this is this this is a disaster waiting to happen and now it i i contest and i will die on this hill that the guardians of the galaxy trilogy plus the holiday special uh is <laughs> the, is one of the best trilogies in hollywood i'm putting it up there with the original trilogy of Star Wars. I'm putting it up there with "Fight Me on This." How to Train Your Dragon trilogy is <laughs> that's that's good stuff. Um, you know the first three Rocky movies. Um, I like Rocky Four and Rocky Balboa, but uh, but I mean they're in the first three Indiana Jones movies. I mean this is going up there is one of the best trilogies I've ever seen because kind of to your point, Matt is we get the, we get some completed character arcs. From the first movie I, I watched the first two movies you know in in preparation of going to see this one because i realized that it had a bit it had been a minute since i'd seen them uh so i watched them fresh over the weekend before i went and saw the movie and uh yeah you're right like those those callbacks to rocket's story or things with peter uh nebula with drax all of that like it just landed so well 
And um, I walked out of the theater just wiping my face off with leftover popcorn napkins because I was <laughs> I, I was in tears. And, and what made this especially special for me was so I saw it on um, on Sunday, May 7th. 2023 obviously may 7th of 2018 is when i saw guardians volume two so i saw them five years apart to the day completely by accident oh wow yeah i i I found that out because i was just scrolling through facebook memories because i decided i wanted to hate myself for a little bit that's the only reason you should ever go through your facebook memories is if you want to hate your past self um (laughs) And uh, I found that the a picture I had posted of myself at the theater after watching Guardians 2 sobbing. And I was just like, oh, he did it to me two movies in a row on the same goddamn day. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Because <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy because Guardians 2, the reason Guardians 2 affected me as much as it did is because it it played into a lot of the emotions I had with my relationship with my father. Um who at the time was in remission uh, from leukemia. So I was still kind of combating all of those emotions. And then with seeing Guardians 3, when I did, you know, we is with, especially when you get to the ending where Peter goes back and, and, and sees his grandpa, you know, I, I have a very close relationship with my grandfather. And we, we just found out a few weeks ago that he might have cancer as well. And so we're kind of just like, I'm just kind of like, okay, James Gunn, can, can you stop writing your movies based on what's going on in my life, please? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, come on, man, pull it back a little. <laughs> um, but just the jokes in this movie landed so well. There was never a moment that a joke didn't make me laugh, whether it was literally anything Drax the Destroyer did, whether it was, uh, uh, Craglin and Cosmo going back and forth about whether or not Cosmo was a good dog or a bad dog. He's the most predictable joke in the movie. I knew how it was going to end. It made me laugh every single time. Um, mm-hmm. It was, and also MCU's first f bomb was <laughs> was so good. It was so good because who among us has not had that exact conver- fight yeah. with somebody? Yeah. Of just just let go of the fucking door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trust me, I have children. <laughs> it made me realize oh man i used to do that to my parents on purpose <laughs> i'd get in the car before them and i'd just keep hitting the lock and unlock button on the door and i, I remember my dad was just, let me open the fucking door <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it was great it was it was and it just it makes me knowing now that uh james gunn's superman legacy movie is now uh in pre-production I'm more I am more excited I was already super excited to see his take on Superman. I am now more excited than I thought I could be to see what he does with not just the DCU at large but his Superman movie knowing that he's helming that himself. I'm so excited. Yeah, when you're looking at st- cuz I think that's for me Man of Steel is seriously missing a story arc. Okay. for him himself there's you know to me the only growth he has is like oh i have a suit now and i can fly but seeing what he's done just in the, the guardians movies individually as much as i didn't particularly care for the suicide squad each character did have their their arcs here and there um peacemaker of course a prime example of an arc so 
all of that said, like this just makes me really happy. Not only that he's doing Superman, but that he is heading up DC going forward to really kind of make sure writing character development, all of that stuff is, is in good hands with him. And uh, you know, just again, like I said, fantastic film and a fantastic example of somebody who can craft this kind of stuff. So I'm really looking forward to what he's going to usher in with this new age of uh, the DC movies. Yeah, me too. You know, looking forward to seeing what he's going to do with his DC characters, specifically when it comes time to, again, we know James Gunn loves his teams, but when it comes time to put together his version of the Justice League, what that's going to look like. And speaking of that, we're, we, I think it's a good moment to get into what our main topic is going to be, which is uh, we've done a lot of speculation about things with James Gunn's DCU. And as we get closer and closer to the release of The Flash and the inevitable reset that's going to set up the DCU, uh, uh, a listener of the show, uh, TJ Montgomery, thank you, buddy, uh, for, for reaching out, who was like, I'm curious what you guys are actually going to do, like who you think should be the actual Justice League. And I had a, I had a kind of a, a fugue state where I realized, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we haven't done that yet. <laughs> yeah, the closest we got was when we, we did our version of Phase 1 of the DC yeah, be mixed actors, which you know, some of it was gold, some of it was not. Some of it was great. The more, the more I think back on your casting of of uh chris pine as lex luther the more i love it honestly <laughs> first time i heard it i was like no you're insane and then even in the, i remember i listened to back to that episode and you can actually listen in real time as i slowly fall more and more in love with that yeah idea. <laughs> <laughs> um but so with that being said uh let's 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 talk let's talk about james guns uh let's let's pitch james guns justice league Holy transition, Mr. Mike. What's up? Oh, wow. You, <laughs> never again. Never again. Oof. All right. So this is going to be us pitching uh, our our ideas for uh, the main Justice League uh, for James Gunn's DCU. Now, we have a couple of caveats with this one. So the first thing we want to say is uh, we are not casting Aquaman. The reason for that is uh, Aquaman 2 comes out, allegedly, this year in December. Still haven't seen a trailer for it. Uh, allegedly comes out at the end of this year. And Momoa is still in it as Aquaman. So as far as we know, he's sticking around as Aquaman. And honestly, I kind of hope he does. I really like Aquaman. I mean, it and Wonder Woman are the only ones in the old DCU that made a billion dollars. So, yeah. Uh, but so we're not changing Aquaman. And uh, that was, and, but the ones we are going to go off of are Wonder Woman, Flash, Martian Manhunter, Superman, both Green Lanterns, Batman, and Robin. Those are the ones that we're casting because those are the ones that we 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 either know or figure are probably going to get uh, in in this. And again, this is all speculation. We know nothing. We've heard nothing. We won't hear anything until after the Flash comes out. But yeah. uh, other than that, it was pretty much just go nuts. Um, this was hard. <laughs> this was really difficult. Uh, this was a harder, harder job I set for us than I, I thought it was going to be. Um, and by the way, when we get to the when we get to the end of hours, uh, I'm going to read off uh, uh, T.J. Montgomery, who asked us to do this. He sent us his list as well. Okay. So, okay. Uh, when, cool. when we get to the end, I'll I'll read his off, and we can we can we we can critique it and 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 break it apart and tell him all the reasons why we hate it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but we, but <laughs> I'm, who knows? I'm not. I, I, I actually don't remember what his list is. So, uh, anyway, uh, I, I think given that this is a Batman show, we should probably save Batman for last. Yes. Um, so, uh, I'll let you decide. Where do we want to start here? Let's start with the Green Lanterns. 
Okay, cool. Um, uh, so, uh, John Stewart or Hal Jordan first? Uh, let's see. What J or H is first? Uh, alphabet. H I J H. Let's go, okay. Hal Jordan. All right, who do you got for <laughs> Hal Jordan in this thing? I went easy, but like, why? Like, it's one of those like, yes, that's that's perfect. And safe, I went safe, but safe for a reason. Yes, and it was Jensen Ackles. Oh, okay. Like, if you, I mean, watch him in interviews, watch him through Supernatural. Like, you can easily see him rolling into this. You know, swagger filled, lightly comical, but not all the time. But he can also do the brooding stuff. Um, I just think he would be really solid as Green Lantern. And he's like in the past when I've talked about Green Lantern, I think he's been my third or fourth pick. Mm -hmm. You know, I when they first started talking about the DC universe, as much as we love my idea of Chris Pine as uh, Lex Luthor, I I always wanted Chris Pine to be Green Lantern. I thought he would have been. He was a name that gets he's a name that gets thrown around a lot whenever they talk about introducing Green Lantern. Hal yeah. Jordan, his name gets thrown around a lot. See, and that's that's a, that's something I'm very curious about is how many of these actors will get reused since it's a reboot. But yeah. that's not, that's a conversation for another time. But you know, I I think Jensen Ackles he's got he's got a, got a good look. He's got a good talent. He's about the right age. I would feel like you would do with Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, if you have both the Green Lanterns in this stuff, I don't think we're doing an origin. Oh no, not a chance. The, the, the <laughs> way the way he talked about it in his announcement video was that this is like True Detective with space cops. Yeah. Um, I I take this as basically like their their Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson as their partners, and they've yeah. both and Hal Jordan was doing this first, so. Yeah. Um, it might be John Stewart's origin, but I highly doubt it. I think this is going to be no, we've been partners or whatever, and we're just we're doing our thing. Yeah. So that's where I I think he's the I mean, he, I think he's around the same age as me. I think he's like mid to late forties, but he doesn't look it. And even then, it doesn't matter. Uh, Jensen Eggles, yeah, he's forty five. Okay. So yeah, you got another 10, 15 years because I mean, look, Green Lantern's not Batman. You're not looking for, you know, it's like Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. He's not doing anything. <laughs> it's not like, yeah. you know, it's all going to be CGI. He's flying. He's shooting hand blasts, doing constructs. You know, there may be some physicality, but it's not like an intense thing. So, yeah, I think he, he would be fine. No, I, Jensen Eggles, I don't think it's ever a bad pick for anything. Um, he's yeah. so good on the boys as as Soldier Boy. He's so he's so good as the, in the boys, which is, you know, their version of Captain America. Um, yeah. I know you haven't. I know you're not as caught up or, or, or seen as much of the boys as I have, because um, you have kids. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> um, and 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 if, especially in particular, his character in season season three is brutal. Uh, so for Hal Jordan, I I went kind of a similar route in terms of like gruff TV actor in his forties. Uh, this is somebody who I think needs another shot at something big, and that is Charlie Hunnam. I could see that. I could yeah. see that. Uh, I almost picked him for somebody else, but ultimately, I think for gruff season space cop, um, uh, you know, he's because he's so good in Sons of Anarchy. He's so good in Sons of Anarchy, um, and even you know that crappy King Arthur movie he was in, he wasn't bad. It's just the movie was just terrible, stupid. It sucked. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, but he's good in Pacific Rim. Um, he's a he's a very good actor. I and he, again, he can be that kind of slightly uh, uh roguish type character 
that you kind of need Hal Jordan to be. Hal Jordan's kind of a rogue in D&D terms. So yeah, um, I, I think, and I also, given who I picked for Jon Stewart, because uh, that was something I had to keep in mind too, was not only who do I think could play a Hal Jordan, is who could play a good Hal Jordan alongside my pick for Jon Stewart. Yeah. And I really, I, I really like the idea. I think Charlie Hunnam needs to be in, needs to be a kick-ass hero main hero in dc or marvel and you know what at this point let's let's put somebody with some with some uh some edge to him in in the dcu as green lantern i think back in the day i I cast him as you know 90s aquaman with the long hair and the brooding and the hook i could totally see that honestly so would you do then who's your john stewart uh my john stewart uh because i'd love to see this is is john boyega Okay. Yeah. 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 Heck yeah. I think yeah. John Boyega needs another shot at at the world of nerddom. He he got hosed in Star Wars. Yeah. Um. It's 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 a bummer. Uh. He got shafted by writing. He got shafted by fans. Uh. Even before the first <clears throat> sequel came out. So John Boyega, um. He's so good in Attack the Block. Oh, he's oh, so yes. good in Attack the Block. Heck yes. Um. Um. I think he'd make a hell of a a hell of a John Stewart, and I think. John Boyega and Charlie Hunnam playing off each other as as space cop buddies, space cop buddies. Um, give me that now on a silver platter, and I will give you all my money. Especially because we know that the Green Lantern uh, is going to be a series, not a movie. Yeah. On, on Max, so I hate that I have to call it that now. <laughs> you don't. You can call it HBO Max. Everybody knows what you're talking everybody, about. Everybody's, everybody knows what it is. Uh, yeah. I, I think the two of them in particular, that's what I'm most excited about is not just seeing these guys play a Green Lantern, but seeing them play against each other as a Green Lantern would be a lot. No, I like John Boyega. I, I, I truly think he would have been the only person you could have put in as Black Panther that people wouldn't have been like, no, blah, blah, blah. They should have realized yeah. Black Panther. But I also have been saying he should be Cyclops whenever they bring the, the X-Men into the MCU. He could be Cyborg. Hell. Put yeah. John Boyega in something is what I'm yeah. saying. You yeah. want more John Boyega? Yeah. I I, th- I think I think he is perfect for for nerddom, and he just needs another shot. Yeah. Now my my pick is I don't I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, so I'm just gonna say, uh, Re- Rejon Page. He was the paladin in the new Dungeons and Dragons movie. Still haven't seen it. What? Still haven't oh, seen it. You know so you know fun. why you know why. Yeah, I know, but you watch it anyway. Um, it's on it's on demand now. Where? uh amazon prime last time i saw i gotta pay 20 bucks to watch it there oh my gosh why do you hate me says the guy who won't watch shazam but (laughs) you'll be you'll be able to in a week there you go there you go (laughs) um renee renee jean page let me see what he was in yeah he was he's i think he's currently oh him yeah 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 yeah. i like him i like him a lot the way he plays that paladin against Chris Pine, mm-hmm. because he's like the perfect man, perfect dude, perfect fighter, perfect everything. He's a paladin. He's a paladin. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, what's his name? Chris Pine's a, a, a bard. They don't ever say yeah. it. He doesn't ever really do it, he's but it's obvious he is. He's a bard. And just to see him against Jetson Ackles, who's going to be all over the place, and if he could do that same, like, no. This is how Green Lanterns are supposed to behave. This is what we're supposed to do. Yeah, but we can bend the rules. <laughs> you have like a Kirk Spock thing, yeah. you know. Oh, and yeah. I think- oh that's that's a great I, a great comparison for it is is of Hal Jordan and John Stewart. Is they're Kirk and Spock? 
Yeah. You know, they're um it's uh it, it's two guys with a common goal who are approaching it to totally different ways. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think he was just so good in that. He really impressed me in that. And he's only in like 20 minutes, but he oh really you could tell why he's only in a little bit of it because he'd just stolen that movie. Stolen the whole and that's movie. <laughs> really hard to do with Chris Pine. Yeah. Um Chris but no, Pine's he was he was fantastic. All right, who are we going next? You want to go to Flash? Yeah, let's go to Flash because I think mine is gonna is gonna make some people scratch their heads. Uh, who, yeah. who do you have for Flash? Uh, this is one of those I know he's a good actor. I've seen him in a little bit here and there. Um, but like it was one of those like where where can I pull a Flash out of nowhere that no someone's gonna be like, what are you doing? It's mm-hmm. like yeah, why not? Uh, is Cameron Monaghan? Oh, um, Cal uh, Kestis or whatever yeah. Jedi things. I think yeah. he was Joker he was the best and... part of Gotham. Yes. Until he wasn't because of writing. Yeah. <laughs> that 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 moment in, in, in season one in the interrogation room where he goes full Joker for two and a half minutes is excellent. Um yeah. and, and he is long past due. Hey, Star Wars, can we make can we put Cal Kessis in a live action thing, please? Because he can literally play it. It's him. Yeah. Um really for the flash. Okay. I don't hate yeah. it. I don't hate it. I watched that. The way it came to me is that have you seen the new trailer for the game? And Mark Hamill is like trying to teach him to yeah. be a Jedi. It played before Guardians at my theater. Yeah. And I just looked at it. I was like, dude, he's got that twinkle where you know he maybe has never been given the chance to have some fun. Mm-hmm. And I bet you he, because like if you go with um, the Barry Allen Flash, Barry Allen Flash is not exactly a jokester. Wally West is. Yeah. Everybody, so, everybody thinks he is because of, well, no, because on Justice League it was Wally West. It was Wally West. Everybody That's thinks perfect. Wally. Everybody thinks Barry Allen is the kind of ha ha ha, and it's not. It's Wally West. So yeah. if you went with Barry Allen, and they, I mean, whatever you want to do, I just think he he's he's got the acting chops. He's got the look. He's you know he's he's young enough. You're going to get ten or fifteen years out of him because that's I mean. That's the thing with some of these actors and some of these characters is like, you know, they're not casting for a film. They're mm-hmm. casting for a franchise. So you got to have somebody who's going to be able to be here for the next 10 or 15 years. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, all right. Who'd you pick for Flash? So I I, I did. Uh, so for my Flash, I want a I want mine to be Wally West. Okay. Because I, I think that'll help with the separation of yeah. like, okay, we did Ezra Miller. Ooh. We, we did Barry Allen. Now, somehow, through the magic of writing, we're now on to Wally West, The Flash. Yeah. Um, I picked Adam Devine. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because jokester. And I, I like that our, the, that, like, I don't mind that Ezra Miller's Barry is kind of a jokester. I, I think it works. I think it works for what they needed to do in the, in what we've seen. Yes. But I, I, I love Wally West. Yes, because growing up for me, Wally was the Flash in the comics. The comic, the Flash comics I was reading in the '90s were when it was Wally, and then having the Justice League cartoon, it was Wally. So that's the Flash I'm the most familiar with. Yeah. Um, so I went with Adam Devine because I think Adam Devine is fucking hilarious. Number one, um, and he can play that kind of quirky aloofness that comes with the Wally West Flash, and I think that given kind of the 
the gruffness of the rest of my Justice League cast. Yeah, uh, he'll he'll be he'll be like, oh, we we need him to balance out. He alone is so lighthearted enough that he can balance out kind of the gruffness and intensity of the rest of my Justice League. Because again, my Green Lanterns who are going who we all know that uh, Green Lantern and, and and Flash are are reluctant buddies in the comics. Charlie Hunnam. Mr. Sirius acting uh, alongside Adam Divine Flash, I think would be a lot of fun. Yeah. No, I, I think that's cool. I, I, I've i seen him, I think, in three or four things. He's never been bad. He's never been annoying. He's just yeah. kind of been that like, you know, oh, he's got a he's very funny. specific role that he can fill. And I yeah. think Wally was like, I love him on Modern Family. In the last few seasons of Modern Family, when he's he's so good as Andy on, on Modern Family, it's great in Silicon Valley. The Pitch Perfect movies aren't quite my thing, but he's good in them. And yeah. anything I've ever seen him in, even if I didn't like it, I liked him. He's very funny. There was there was a movie. Oh, I can't remember what that is. Rebel Wilson, the 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 British blonde chick. Yeah. There's some movie where she like somehow ends up in like a PG movie. Oh, I wanted to see that where she ends up in a rom com. Like yeah, becomes a rom com. I want to see that so bad. Uh, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if it's bad. Yeah. I, lo- I love the concept of that. It, it had a couple moments that were funny, but he was in it, and he had like he was not the normal version of him. Mm-hmm. And there was like a couple of scenes with him, and I was like, oh wow, look at this dude go! Like he really could act. So I would have no, I got yeah. no no qualms with that man. Bring him in. Let's do it. And and odds are that going forward after the reset, there's not going to be another solo Flash movie for a while. Uh, so the idea that he'll be able to fill in as a supporting role and some other stuff, that's kind of where Adam Devine shines. Yeah, uh, I think, him, I think, go ahead, sorry. I'll say, give him a chance to, to grow into the character a little bit at a time in other movies. And then once he's got, you've established him, then you can give him his own, his own Flash movie. Yeah, this kind of reminds me of when they announced Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye and mm-hmm. the Avengers movie was still two and a half years away. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's going to be in something else. Mm-hmm. He's appearing in something else. And I think when James Gunn said actors will be cast as voiceover and across all media, mm-hmm. to me, that makes me think he's casting everybody now and they will be appearing all over the place. Yeah, they'll figure out the rest as they go. Yeah, like I'm casting the Flash just because the Flash may show up here and there and everywhere or whatever. So well, I'm I'm excited. And it, it lends itself to like the Mark Ruffalo situation over at Marvel, where like the Hulk can't appear in his own movie, or else it'll be a Universal property. Cool. Yeah. You put him in a bunch of other stuff, and we get to hang out with him and develop him more in multiple movies. Yeah. Um. So I love that. Uh. All right. So we got the Green Lanterns done. We got the Flash done. Uh. Where do you want to go next? Uh, go Martian Manhunter. He's next yeah, on my list. I'm actually, I'm actually real proud of my Martian Manhunter pick, but I want to hear yours first. Uh, Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us. Oh, that's I. Yeah, I almost picked him. It's, yeah, it's, it was. I, I wanted to like. It's everything. I, it sounded stupid. It sounded stupid to say this way, but like I wanted to go back to like a white guy, mm-hmm. just because like comic, not comic accuracy, but also like he's a changeling. Like, what does it really matter if he's black or white or whatever? It's not yeah. really him anyway. He's yeah. really green. But since that has kind of been the thing for the past 10, 15 years, I was like, that might be interesting. And But yes, Sterling K. Brown, I think he's just one of these guys. I'm surprised he hasn't done more. He's slowly all over the place, mm-hmm. but I think he's always fantastic. He's always great. 
and I'm just really like waiting for him to bust bust out big. This this one was a hard one for me because I really like Henry Lennox and him as the Martian Manhunter in in the Snyder Cut was like when I found out kind of that's what they were before the Snyder Cut was even a thing when they were like originally the idea was Henry Lennox would be revealed to be Martian Manhunter. I remember thinking to myself, "Oh, that's good. Oh, that's very good." And so I hated having to recast him for this because I was just like, oh, I really like Henry Lennox as the Martian Manhunter. See, um, I, I I still haven't forgiven him for stealing Morpheus's girl. So <laughs> yeah, but Morpheus got her back <laughs> in the end. Okay. Well, also also with Henry Lennox, too. I remember when when they first announced BVS, not even not even when they had the trailer ready to go, when they just announced it was happening. He's the one who went up at uh, Comic Con. And read the monologue from the Dark Knight Returns. The I'm the one. Remember, I'm the one man mm. that beat you. And I remember thinking I was just kind of like, "Shit, should Henry Lennox be Batman?" <laughs> really good. Um, no, nah, dude, Sterling K. Brown is so goddamn good. Yeah. Put him in everything. Uh, he, I mean, whether it's Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, he's so good in. Even though the 2018 Predator movie is a pile of garbage, he's good in it as a bad guy. Um, Sterling K. Brown has this weird. Um, if you have also, if you haven't seen Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul, which came out last year, it's, it's this indie movie. It's a great movie. He is incredible in it. Um, and he's great in Hotel Artemis as well. Uh, I love Sterling K. Brown. Dude, Black Panther, he's in it for like three minutes, and you're totally understand why. Um, what's his name goes absolutely apeshit. Who is he in Black Panther? He plays uh, Killmonger's dad. Oh my God, that's right. Oh, I forgot about that. Because it's such a short scene. You're right, yeah. though. He is so good. When when Michael B. Jordan goes into the ancestral plane. Yeah. And he's having that whole moment of like, what? No tears. No tears for me. No tears for your father. I was like, I'm going to cry over this. I'm going to cry over this dead bad guy. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, it was really hard not to pick Sterling K. Brown for something, honestly. But I, I was trying, for me, I was trying to avoid the safe choices. Um, <laughs> but, but also, they're safe choices for a reason, so I get it. I pick um, safe choices for the the supporting because my leads are batshit crazy. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, well, mine is somebody who I'm a huge fan of, um, who has been getting great role after great role. And speaking of small supporting roles in Black Panther for Martian Manhunter, I picked Daniel Kaluuya. No, that makes sense. Yeah, that guy's real yeah. good. He's real good. I, I've been talking to you lately about uh, uh, Jordan Peele's nope. nope, which you should never watch because I know I know things that freak you out. You, you, you yep. will not enjoy Nope. Nope is one of my favorite movies from last year. That movie freaks me the hell out, and I love it. He's Daniel Kaluuya is so good, but also like you know his performance in Get Out. Um, his small is small but noticeable role in Black Panther. Um, yeah. Daniel Kaluuya is a he's such a I wish he should be a bigger star than he is. Yeah. Um, and I, I love his he's got a quiet intensity about him. Um, even when he's you know just being very, very chill, he's still very intense and he's got he's got a great stare. He's got a great stare with his eyes. You know, yeah. you know what I would say about acting with your eyes. And since Martian Manhunter is a CG heavy role to command a lot of, of presence in just the way you deliver lines, that's what you need from a Martian Manhunter. And I think Danny Kaluuya could knock that out of the park. 
Definitely, definitely. All right, you want to start going with Wonder Woman, Superman, yeah, Robin, Batman, the, or you want to do big, Robin next? Let's go to the big three. I'm going to say we'll do we'll do Batman and Robin at the same time. Uh, okay. Let's go to Wonder Woman. All right, Wonder Woman. Who'd you pick? Uh, I cheated on this one. I pulled one of my picks from an earlier episode we did, and I picked Alexandria Daddario. I fucking knew it. Yeah, because <laughs> honest, honest to God, to me, that's like such like safe whatever. To me, that's such no-brainer casting. Like, how do you not... She looks like a young Linda Carter. Yeah. She looks like a young Linda Carter. You know, she's... Like, the, the 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 excuse I gave was she's played in Sword and Shield-type movies before with, with the Percy Jackson movies. Are they good? Not particularly, but she's good in them, and she knows how to handle uh, uh, combat acting. And I think, you know, she has done a lot of stuff in independent acting in, in recent years. Um, you know, she's done a great job, I think, of trying to distance her. Because every everybody knows the scene in True Detective. Everybody knows what, what I'm talking about. If you what haven't, do you mean? Yeah, 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 whatever. Um, no, I haven't seen the show. Yeah, exactly. So you haven't seen the show, so you don't know. Anybody who's seen True Detective knows the scene. I'm totally uh, messing with you. I know, I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> Um, and she's, she has, she has spoken out a lot about how, like, she's been selective with the acting roles she's taken because she's afraid of being typecast as like that girl and in, in stuff, yeah. uh, which I get, I totally get. I, I, I cannot look at this woman and not see Wonder Woman. Like it, to me, it just makes almost too much sense. Like it's almost kind of a slap in the face that she hasn't been Wonder Woman. So, uh, can we just let's just go ahead and make that happen? Um, all right, Matt, uh, go ahead and tell us that you picked Margot Robbie for Wonder Woman. Uh, okay, well then let's go to the Superman. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. This is where for me, I had a couple different ideas, and I think my problem was, and this is where I almost, even though she doesn't look at Dario, kind of falls in it. Is like, I don't think you're going to cast any of these top three besides maybe Batman anybody who's in their late thirties, because mm -hmm. I really wanted to pick in Bari Lavi from Lucifer yeah. who played Eve. Like, I just feel like she would be, she, she's kind of short for it. She'd be so good though, but she looks the part. I think she's yeah. been great in things I've seen her in, but like, I just don't know if you're going to cast a late thirties actor, actress across the board mm -hmm. for a role. That's this important that you need for the next 15 years, 10 or 15 mm. years, you know? Um, and also like, hate me, hate me when I say this, I think Alexandria Daddario is cast for certain reasons. And I don't know if her acting chops are them, <laughs> which well, also we're gonna fight. <laughs> leads me into my, my almost other pick okay. that you talked me out of. And I mm. wasn't ever sure. I, I, I thought about Hadley Steinfeld. But she's just <sighs> way too young and way too waifish. Yeah, I, I don't know about her for Wonder Woman, but I also yeah. really love her as uh, Kate, as Kate, Kate Bishop. Bishop. Yeah, so. and she's I've seen her a couple other things. She's always fantastic, but I just don't know if she's. It's such a weird thing with women because you know I had this when I was doing films, and I had this one project I wanted to do. Is like I wanted a woman who looked like she was in her thirties, but finding an actress who doesn't look like a little kid. Yeah. Hey, and or does it look like somebody's mom? Haley <laughs> Steinfeld's very baby face. And, yes. I, and I mean that with all the love in the world. But she's she's got that very kind of girl next door look to her. She looks, she looks, because she's only like in her mid-20s. 
Yeah. She looks like she's about like 16, 17. Um, which is why in Hawkeye, when she talks about being 22, I was like, are you really? So yeah. So what I did is I kind of, this is one of two of my characters that I just kind of like did out of look resume. They have to be good. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And I picked an actress named Samantha Robinson. She was in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I'm pulling her up right now because I, I, I've seen that movie. I love that movie. Yeah, she's she's been in a couple things. She has a like she has one of those resumes. It's not very long, but everything she's done, she's gotten big accolades for. Her. Yeah. The Love Witch, Sugar Daddy, something called Cam. But if you just look at her, like you could totally see like this is somebody who could play Wonder Woman as an immortal, mm-hmm. but looks like she would fit in the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, just because of her look. And, you know, definitely got to keep with that idea that she would be Greek. Are you able to pull her up? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember her specifically in the movie. I think it was a smaller role. It probably was. She was, um, let's see, what does it say she was? Hang on. Like I, I have Carmen or something. Yeah, hang on. Um, once upon a time in Hollywood scene here. Uh, oh, her. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. I know who we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So she has a really good look. She's mm-hmm. gotten good accolades. She's she's like 31. So now you've got her for the next 15 years in I, I hate to say prime of their life, but you're not talking about somebody who's starting, you're casting them at 37. They're making the movie at 38. Mm-hmm. And now as they transition to their forties, who knows how things change. Mm-hmm. And I, and I mean that for anybody, I mean, it's kind of weird to watch Chris Evans go from being like a late twenties to late thirties guy as the role of Captain America. And of course they, those, the MCU movies yeah. are real time. So it makes sense, but you can we also get a, you also get a guy like Robert Pattinson who looks a lot younger than he is too. Yeah. So, so, I, but I think she's, she has the right look for it. What I'm looking for to be a wonder woman, you know, she's, she's not super scrawny. She's not super buff. She just kind of has that look. And and that is, that's kind of my, my random, like I said, the don't pick a name, pick somebody who's kind of coming up and put them in the spotlight. Kind of like what they with gals. She wasn't no, big she, at the time. No, she wasn't big. She, you know, people gave her flack because she didn't have like the, comic book accurate physique of wonder woman which find, <laughs> which find me the actress who does um yeah. but she you know she was ex-israeli military she had done the fast and furious movies she she knew how to hang with the physicality of an action role and and she whether you liked it or not she she gave 100 it wasn't like she never she was always she was always trying as hard as she could I I was a I was a bigger fan of her as Wonder Woman than I think a lot of people were. I thought she was really great. I think she was just kind of tied by the writing and and the it's particularly in nineteen in, in Wonder Woman eighty four it was the writing and directing of that movie was not it. Uh, that was not her fault though. Um, all right, so uh, let let's let's get to the one that we know is coming up next. Uh, let's get into Superman here. Okay, this one was tough. Uh, you cast? Let me hear yours. Uh, I cast. I can already. I can hear the internet screaming at me. Uh, I cast Cole Sprouse. Who he was shortlisted. He yeah. was shortlisted, bro. He, he's he's been slowly making a comeback into. Like I know he's been on uh, uh, what you call Riverdale. It, uh, Riverdale. Um, but we know they're going younger. Super. This this was the hard part too because I knew they were going for younger Superman. 
Cavill's not even 40. So like, I was like, how young are we talking here? Um, you know, I'm going to say it's the thing I'm saying younger. Yeah. So you have them for the next 10 or 15. Years. No, I 100% get it, but it made it harder for me to pick somebody because yeah. the people whose names I initially picked were all about Cavill's age. And I was like, well, that kind of defeats the whole purpose here. Um, but I really like Cole Sprouse. I, I look, I didn't grow up on Sweet Life with Zach and Cody. My little brother and sister did. And I remember watching it with them and thinking, this is funny. Like this is this is good family friendly writing, but he's first of all Superman's got to have have a good smile. I want to point that out. One of yeah. the good things you got to have you got to have a good smile. Cole Sprouse has a good smile. He's got a very good uh, a very good grin, very good smile. But he's just kind of got this like this this look on him of like excited youthfulness and of like a, a young guy who's figuring out how to be Superman for the first time would probably have that that excitement that comes with holy crap i've got all these powers how do i use them and not kill everybody by accident uh i can see there's no good there's a lot of fun you could have with this take of superman that we seems like we're getting and i think cole sprouse would be a would be a really good pick for that i mean the guy's got definitely some tenure in acting um when he's has the black hair there is a moment where you're like Oh yeah, like yeah. Look at that. That's that's a Max Fleischer Superman right there. There's a there's a picture I'm looking at right now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share it with, with you on screen here. Um, and this was this was the image that made me go, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Particularly, it's because he's got he's got the hair, little 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 hairs hanging down in front of his forehead, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's that's a young Superman right there. That's a young Clark. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at right there. Uh, so yeah, so that was my pick. Um, I, I'm really curious to see who yours is. My, mine is another rando. Okay. Um, I think I've seen him in a few things. He's got a long resume considering he's only 27. I picked, uh, Callan McAuliffe. I think it's his name. Um, he's in the walking dead. Him up he's right now. been in a couple other little things. But he's 27. He's an Australian actor. He's borderline almost too short. He's 5'11. He's almost too short. But usually, usually one with, over six feet for Superman. But yeah, but with boots, whatever, it'll be fine. Yeah. And but I just thought he was, I was like, he, he was in The Walking Dead after I stopped watching it. So I don't <laughs> I mean I, I never watched the I watched The Walking Dead like four or five times and was bored okay. very quick. Yeah, I'm not as I'm not yeah, I'm not as familiar with him. But like I said, he was in he was in Walking Dead when I stopped after I stopped watching. Yeah. So he's he's you know, big sky, he's in that. He's he's just been in a lot over the, the last several years. Mm-hmm. Um but just something about his look, I was like, you know, that would be fun. He's Australian. Australian guys are always tough. And if Chris Hemsworth is any indication of the level of talent, let's mm-hmm. stick with an Australian guy. So that was that was kind of my pick. It's a it's a I, I, admittedly it's a blind pick, but it was just one of those like there's nobody I can see, especially with the idea of like we need somebody in my opinion under thirty mm-hmm. because if you're wanting to like bring him back to high school and tell some of those stories, you know you're gonna need somebody who can pull off the the youngerness. Of it all, so that was that was kind of my thought on it. It's like I said, it's it's really hard, you know. Oh, you know what I do remember him in was 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 in I am number four. Yeah, um, movie little. Not, yeah, it's not a big part, but he's well. I mean, he's in it for most of the movie, but um, 
No, I meant he was little. Oh yeah, he was he was little. Um, <laughs> but he was he was. It, it's hard it's hard to critique actors when they're that young. But uh, um, yeah, casting this is tough. Like like casting a Superman again, and this is kind of the same problem I ran into with my Batman, which is like when I already really like who we got. It's hard for me to pick somebody else because I like what we got now. Same like with Martian Manhunter. It's like I like Henry Lennox as Martian Manhunter. I don't want to cast somebody else. Um, yeah, and, and who knows? And who knows what could happen? Uh, again, we have no idea what what they're going to get away with, with with the Flash reset. But yeah, picking a Superman and a Batman. I mean, that's that's hard because there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot. A lot of it comes down to tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who'd you pick as Robin? <laughs> um, oh. Okay. Uh, okay. I flat out cheated with Robin, and I just wrote unknown young actor. <laughs> because because here's the thing. I, we I talked back, about this. Yeah, we did. I went back and rewatched James Gunn's announcement video from earlier this year, and look, he straight up because because the conversation we had was, does he go you know nine, ten, eleven years old like Damien is, or does he cheat a little bit and go like middle teenager? The way he's talking about it and the way Damien's almost always been portrayed, it's, you know, 10, 11, 12 is, is Damien. I'm not even going to remotely try to cast uh, a current working young actor that age. Uh, I, I'm just not. Honestly, the best thing I think for James Gunn to do would be to hold an open audition for young actors that age, you know, go to theater actors and, and you, know, uh, you know, young men who are in live theater, that kind of thing, because that's where they pulled... Ray, Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg from, he was a theater yeah. actor. Um, and watching the Snyder Cut, he was, God, he was good. So uh, so I cheated with Robin. I was like, pick an unknown young actor. Surprise me. Because honestly, that, what would, as somebody, also as somebody who hates Damian Wayne with a white hot intensity, <laughs> um, it's hard for me to say who would be really good as this character that I can't stand. And it's not like I hate him in the same way that I hate like, Dolores Umbridge and Harry Potter, who's a terrible person, and you should hate her. It's I hate this character. I hate that this character exists. Uh, yeah. So I, I cheated and just like cast an unknown young actor because it would it would be a hell of a statement if you plucked some young up and coming actor for his first acting role and placed him in this, and he knocks it out of the fucking park. Like yeah. that would be incredible, especially because you're going to need someone who knows what the hell they're doing as Batman to kind of guide this young actor along as well. And to, to play off that actor, that young man very well. Yeah. Um, what about you? Cause yeah, I, I'm lucky that I have children. So there's children's movies. I watch. That's true. <laughs> I don't have with, uh, with the exception of the occasional Disney movie, I don't have that luxury. <laughs> yeah. So I picked Jacob Tremblay. Yeah. I he, thought about it. It was just like any, like going through the different age gaps and the ages, like he's the perfect, I mean, you'd have to say Damien's like 15 ish and not 12 which is stupid no 12 year old can generate any kind of power to hurt any adult ever that's also that's also where my <laughs> hang-up was with casting damien is because it's like this is the child of talia and the grandson of raz al ghul so it's also going to kind of depend on who you cast as talia and raz <laughs> correct yeah how which way do you go and that's where i have a conflicting because i have two different batman ideas mm -hmm. but no the the thing of it is, is, this kid is fantastic. 
Like I've seen him in two or three movies. The Wonder, which is heartbreaking and amazing. Like I refuse to watch it because I know it's gonna make me cry. It was well, no. it, it is tough, but I mean, dude, it's hard enough to get a good act, a good child actor, mm. but a good child actor that young to go through the prosthetics and the things he has to go through in that movie. Yeah, just like give me a break. Yeah. Um, and the thing of it is, is like you know he's kind of grown up. We'll see what he looks like as he gets to be an adult. But well, it, here's here's the other reason I didn't want to pick him. He's the voice of Damian Wayne on the Harley Quinn show. Oh, is he really? I didn't know that. Oh yeah, he, oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you. Oh, you don't watch the show. I don't watch the show. He's the voice of Damian Wayne <laughs> on the Harley Quinn series on on Max. So that's the other reason I tried to avoid picking people who are already voice acting these characters or have already played them. Um, I say that with a big asterisk next to it because we haven't gotten to Batman yet. That's what I'm saying. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that was the, that was the main reason I didn't pick him was I was like, well, he's already technically Damian Wayne, and if James Gunn's trying to have this like the actors who are voicing them like all like they're gonna you know the, the, with the with a cross media thing. And he's trying to have a clear defining line between what's canon and what's not. That makes things a little muddy. Uh, no, that's understandable. Uh, I like Jacob Tremblay a lot. I really genuinely do. Um, I, I mean, Room, for crying out loud. He's so good as the young man in Room yeah. with Brie Larson. That, that movie is, I mean, like, there's a reason that movie cleaned house at the Oscars that year. Uh, that movie is incredible. Um, Jacob Tremblay is, is fantastic, but yeah, I can't. He plays young Damien already. <laughs> so, I did not know that. I love I that you picked him, and I love <laughs> that that's the reason why I didn't pick him. <laughs> I don't know. I probably would have picked him anyway. Who knows? It was it was hard, it was hard not to because I did for a little bit try to Google some young actors to see who could maybe do it. And yeah, if you go for that like middle teenager age Damien which I think does ultimately make more sense. But just, again, just the way that the way yeah. that James Gunn described it, it sounds like it's not what they're going to do. They're going to go for like the 12 year old version of Damien. I'm not, I'm not going to try to cast a 12 year old. Yeah, no, you can't, you can't. All right. All right. You All go right. first. You're Batman. Since you oh, didn't pick shit. a Robin, you go Batman. All right. So here's the thing with Batman. Just say, just say you picked Jensen Ackles. That's okay. Okay. Well, I have two names, and one of them is Jensen Ackles. Um, (laughs) I knew it. And the reason, the reason I say there's an asterisk there is because he is already voicing Batman in animated stuff, just like Jacob Tremblay is. So it's like, again, if you want to have that clear distinction of what's canon and what's not, Jensen Ackles makes things murky. However, he is so good in the boys as Soldier Boy with that intensity, that aggression. If that's the version of Batman they want to go with, which it, which is kind of this super intense, super dark, super serious one that's having to deal with Damien, I think yeah. Jensen Eccles is a good pick for that. However, we're talking about a Batman that was written by Grant Morrison <laughs> for The Brave and the Bold, who was, taking, who was raising Damien Wayne. And given this is James Gunn running stuff, I have a feeling there's going to be a bit more sense of fun and hopefulness involved. So that leads me to my other pick. And again, I, the reason I'm split on these two, it depends on the tone they go for. If they go for the more serious one, like I'm, I'm kind of hoping they do, it would be Jensen Ackles. But that's also what Matt Reeves is doing with his Batman. So if he wants to create a separation in tone from Matt Reeves, something a bit more 
I, I hate to say the term light because it makes it seem like I'm saying not serious, but it's a bit more not as intense as the Batman. I would go with Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, I can see that. I well, like I Jake can. Gyllenhaal. He's one of those guys who, like, when I first started seeing him in movies, I couldn't stand him because I'm a, I, I do not like Donnie Darko. I think that's one of the most pretentious movies ever made. I still don't get it. I don't. I, just, I, it's I, I mean, I don't get why people like it. Yeah, I don't. I don't get why this movie is such. It's 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 up there. It's just it's so it's a pretentious movie. It's it's so I don't know. Um, and so for the longest time, I kind of fought against Jake Gyllenhaal, and I also understand like it's hard to shake the fact that this guy played the Prince of Persia. Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. played the Prince of Persia, <laughs> um, a terrible movie about a mediocre video game. So, but I really liked him in Spider-Man Far From Home. He was very good as Mysterio. If you've seen him in things like uh, the Hurt Locker, uh, was it Hurt Locker? He was, no, yeah, he's, he's played, he's played, Jarhead. he's, very, he's he very, Jarhead. Jarhead, Jarhead, that's right. Um, And he's in that new, he's in that new one that's coming out, uh, the translator, uh, where about, uh, yeah. yeah, he's really, he's getting so good at action roles. What was it? Source oh. code? Is that what that one was called? Where he goes yeah. back, in, like in the machine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the one where he was um, the the dispatch guy, uh, like last year, the year before. He's very good. Jake Gyllenhaal's very good. Prisoners yeah. to go up against Hugh Jackman oh, in a role that makes man. Hugh Jackman the, the the hero. Like, yeah. And uh, was it was 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 it was Nightcrawler, wasn't it? Yeah, Nightcrawler. Where he's Nightcrawler. The, the camera guy. He's so good in Nightcrawler um i and again he he comes from that he comes from that like robert pattinson ryan gosling school of of acting with your eyeballs um yeah um i and when you're playing batman that's something you gotta be able to do because you're in a mask um uh, all the love in the world to, to adam west but he's not an eyeball actor which is why in the movie he wanted to get himself out of the suit as much as possible yeah uh jake gyllenhaal is uh uh, and also uh, Southpaw. Yeah. Southpaw? He's great in Southpaw. So I I just, I really like Jake Gyllenhaal. So if they're going to go for, if they're going to try to create a, dis, a distinct tone differential between this Batman and Matt Reeves' Batman, I think Jake Gyllenhaal is the way to go. If they're still going to try and keep Batman as kind of the the dark 90s take on Batman, uh, then I would I would still say Jensen Ackles, but again, that's with a big old asterisk next to it. Yeah, because um, he's because he's a doing the boys still, and again, he's already voicing Batman in several. It's very well too. That's the other thing too is you can tell this is a dude that loves Batman and is oh yeah be, yeah. So, so have I you seen his Batman cool. cosplay? It's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, so so Jensen Ackles is is kind of my safe my safe choice. But ultimately, I think it's going to come down to what they want the tone of this Batman movie to be. Yeah, I think my my only issue with Jensen Ackles as Batman is I don't know if he can brood. Like he well, can be a dick because he's a dick in The Boys, but I don't know if he can be brooding. Oh, he can brood. He broods really good in The Boys. Okay, okay. I, I need to check it out. That's my only thing. Like you, you need you need to take a week a weekend away from your family somewhere remote where they can't see you watching the boys season three and watch the boys season three because the top of it being the best season of the show it's also really messed up uh but jensen like jensen Eccles is basically playing what, what their version of captain america would be yeah i know i know all about that like but it, but it comes across very 
like Nolan Batman esque. Yeah, my thing is this: like, if they if he was ever cast as Batman, I wouldn't hate it. I don't know if he's the guy I'd go for. You know what I mean? Sure. But that, also, this, kinda... this is James Gunn we're talking about. Yeah. So the guy you would go for, look, Dave Batista, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yeah, but even 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 looking at the Guardians, Chris Pratt as Star-Lord makes more sense than Dave Batista as anybody. Like like casting Dave Batista as anything. Yeah. was 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 a gamble. And lo and behold, which is yeah. why now I think he should be Hugo Strange. Sure. All right, so I have two. I have my what I want to call my fan casting just cuz I love the dude and yeah. I think this would be amazing. I don't think there's a a prayer he would yeah. it would happen this is just the pipe dream one this is the one where like i've seen enough of his movies to go like he could do it okay i really think he'd do it my wife was like you're nuts you just have a man crush on him i'm like no i think he could do it there's no way they'd do it but he has just done so many cool things he would make he can make me believe he could be the batman and that is uh rom Charon, the guy from rrr I haven't seen it. Mike. I know. Little, little brother Mike. Have you What's seen Shazam 2? Shut up. It's different. Shazam 2 is not available yet. RRR is everywhere. That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> no, I you. think... The more you tell me to watch, the less likely I am to watch it. <laughs> so... <laughs> well, don't just watch the musical number because then it'll throw you off as if this bad. Yeah. No, he's... I mean, obviously, he's, he's, he's Indian. He's indie. Okay. So the biggest hurdle is going to be how do you you know if it's a hindi movie of course he looks like everybody else yeah. but to have like a hindi guy be batman either you have to cover his face or hope that no one puts two to do together that oh there's only 15 hindi people in gotham right. <laughs> <They> must, <laughs> batman must be three you know one of them right <laughs> this helps narrow down figuring out a secret identity um but the dude is talented. He's got a build like nobody's business. He's athletic as all get out. I mean, like you can tell watching some of these movies, like, oh, they watch on and he's trying to imitate those. Movies. Like he doesn't have martial arts training, but I mean, that's an easy fix, especially because more often than not, they don't put him in there. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think there's a prayer. You'd cast this guy to lead your Batman movie. You know, just, if it, he would be good at it, but it's, yeah, not gonna happen. Not not here. Not here. No. I mean, maybe you'd have to yeah. really be like, dude. Like he'd probably get more. I'd 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 probably see him more as a uh, Rachel Ghoul. <laughs> okay. Even though he's quote unquote young, even though Rachel Ghoul should be immortal. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But no, I just well, think well, whenever whenever you're whenever you're dealing with immortal characters, you run into the Lieutenant Commander data from Star Trek issue of like, you know, Brent Spiner's gonna get old. Yeah. You're gonna have to write around that at some point. Yeah. But no, I think like look, Bruce Wayne, just like Dick Grayson, is supposed to be very good looking playboy guy. Yeah. This dude, yes. Good looking dude. The good looking dude. Well, that's the other reason you pick like a Jensen Eggles or a Jake Gyllenhaal. It's like, yeah, no, they could go out and get any woman they wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, easily, easily. Um, but no, my my real pick kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, I'm not exactly the biggest fan of the show. I watch it for him, even though he's not the main character because my family loves it. Mm. And I picked um, Eric Winter from Eric. The Rookie. I'm pulling him up. I haven't watched The Rookie, so... He just plays Batman in the show. 
this gruff, intimidating, no nonsense guy that, you know, just gives everybody crap for not being awesome. Like he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been, he's, he's a little bit older. He himself, yeah, I, haven't really, I haven't really seen anything he's been in or if I have like, like, I know he was in the mentalist. I don't remember who he was in the mentalist off the top of my head. So yeah, he's one of these guys who has made his bread and butter being in TV. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, he really has. It's like almost yeah. all his credits. So it would be interesting to pull him and get it but he's got the build he's got the physicality he's got the acting chops like i said if you watch any of the you watch an episode of the show and you just like oh yeah this is exactly how batman would treat robin or flash or green lantern when they're doing things wrong he would just be like nope yeah like there's this great scene where they pull over this this car and he walks up and starts talking to the person and they start speaking to him in spanish and the his his trainee is like starts speaking to him in Spanish. He's like, I need you to tell him this, this, this. And she mm-hmm. tells them something completely different mm. to kind of tone down what he was because he was being mean. Right. And and they take two steps away and he tells her in Spanish, the next time I tell you to sp- speak for me, you tell them exactly what I told you to say. <laughs> but says it in Spanish. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's that's a very Batman thing to do. <laughs> it's absolutely a very Batman thing to do. I mean, uh, I forget. I, think I it was, can understand you. Yeah. And you will tell me everything. I was going to say, that's exactly what that, what that reminds yeah. me of is that Justice League moment. Yeah. From uh, uh, um, the Wonder Woman one where she's with the princess. Like, Maid of honor. Maid of honor. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I know you can't understand what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. even so, <laughs> I will never talk. I do so understand true. what you're saying. And you will talk. And just like, oh, you're dead. Uh-huh. Um, did you get a chance to look at him? Yeah, I did. I it, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. For a picture of a guy, he looks like a For white a dude. A guy who, I, who I have no no concept in my head of, of what they've been in. Uh <laughs> considering like the looks like the biggest acting role he's had was on some lifetime show. So that that kind of makes me go. <laughs> well, and it's it is, it's interesting because yeah, he's just like looking at his resume he has been consistently working for the past 24 years oh yeah like like and that like you you don't get work that consistently in television especially if you're not good at what you're doing yeah but also the thing with any of these castings but in particular with batman let's be honest how many times has someone been cast as batman and everyone's first reaction is really yeah really again pattinson affleck bale everyone's first reaction really dude <laughs> it's not ne- it's never been oh hell yeah it's always been huh dude i can remember them announcing val kilmer as batman yeah. and then watching uh top secret <laughs> Oh God! I go and like, what? <laughs> See, I remember watching. It was this was after Batman Forever, but watching The Saint with Val Kilmer. Oh yeah, and having watched that back as an adult, not a great movie uh, on its own, but man, he's, it's like he's fantastic. He's so good. Why wasn't that his version of Batman? <laughs> he was a better Batman in The Saint than he was in Batman Forever. Um, I yeah but cast I remember being a kid when George Clooney was cast as Batman and, and I had no frame of reference for who George Clooney was at the time I was, I was nine 
Um, yeah. But I remember my mom. I remember seeing that on the news, and I said, "Mom, the new Batman's gonna be somebody named George Clooney." My mom, who watches ER religiously at this point, goes, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> she was. She was kind of, I remember my mom supposedly just laughing when I told her that. She was like, "Are you kidding?" Like my nine-year-old just told me that George Clooney's gonna be a Batman. Okay. And then I remember, like, his Taco Bell was doing the big promotion. There was a picture of him in the bat suit on the window. My mom was just kind of like, yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, I knew that was a crappy idea the moment it was announced. I was too young to have a any frame of reference. So, um, all right. Uh, well, like, those are our picks. Before we go, I want to get into, since TJ Montgomery is the one who, uh, who sent us these, uh, I wanted to uh, read off the ones that he sent in uh, and uh, – I'm looking through it right now and I'm like, oh, wow, man, maybe we should have had them on the actual show because we're kind of in the same uh, 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 thought process with a few of these. Uh, Let's go. Hear it. So his, his Superman is uh, Jacob Elordi, uh, who I don't know particularly. Uh, he's on uh, that show Euphoria that I don't watch on HBO because I don't want to watch teenagers to destroy their lives. I'm, I'm good. Um but he's like six four. Um, he does he does have kind of what what TJ said was he gives the vibe of that small town respectful country boy, and I'm just looking at his face and I'm like, yeah, no. If you told me this this was a farm boy from Kansas, I would totally believe you. Yeah, I can see um, that one hundred percent. I think I've seen his name thrown around already. Yeah, uh, or Superman. I mean, okay. Uh, for Batman, so like me, he has two names. One of them is Jensen Ackles, and he gives a lot of the same ju- uh, reasonings that I did. Uh, you said, but al- al- alternatively, uh, somebody named Alan Richson. That's uh, tra- uh, uh, Reacher. Reacher, which I, I have not watched yet, but I've heard is excellent. I've heard it's an excellent show. Um, so that was his pick for Batman, mostly because of like the build, the physicality, which I get. Yeah, I, 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 I haven't seen the show. I can't comment, and I, I and I know he's in Titans, and I don't watch Titans, so I can't really comment on yeah. that. Um. Now his pick for Wonder Woman, I think he's out of his goddamn mind. But was uh, it Margot Robbie? No, no. <laughs> uh, he said Karen Gillan. I uh, like. I'm not going to say she hasn't been on my list before. She's on my list for stuff like Andrea Beaumont, The Phantasm, or like if you did an older take on if, if you were doing like adult Batgirl slash Oracle. Uh, she, I I don't know about Wonder Woman. She's she's what Jensen Eccles is for me for Batman. She would be for Wonder Woman. If you were like, hey, our new Wonder Woman's Wonder is Karen Gillan. I go not where I was going to go, but I'm yeah. I, I'm excited. I'm not going to complain about Karen Gillan being in anything. Um, all right, his pick for Hal Jordan. He wrote Chris Pine. Enough said. Boop. Which yeah, I think yeah, it makes uh, yeah. Uh, his pick for John Stewart, like me, was John Boyega. Boop. Switch. Hell yeah. Um, his pick for the Flash is Wally West, Cameron Monaghan. There we go. See, so, this, this, as Matt Nose once said, this man knows how to make a list. Man knows how to make a list. Uh, <laughs> and then his pick for Martian Manhunter was Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, why not? It, it, look, it's it's a mostly CGI role with a lot of voiceover. Lawrence Fishburne's got a hell of a voice. If I'm picking yep. someone purely on voice acting, I probably would have picked Keith David because. Yeah. Keith David as one of the greatest voices the ever. Only, the only thing is Lawrence Fishburne's busy being the Beyonder right now, so I don't know if that's going to happen. He's, Lawrence Fishburne's always busy. Find me a time <laughs> when Lawrence Fishburne's not busy. Uh, <laughs> have, have you seen him yet as the Beyonder? No, Are I you, haven't. Okay, okay. No, it's I fantastic. Haven't. I'll send you the link. <laughs> okay. Um, so, hey, TJ, great list. A lot of parallel thinking here. 
Um, and uh, thanks for thanks for reminding us of hey hey guys hey guys, you, you haven't done this thing yet on your show and having yeah. us go, oh shit he's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like wait oh, a minute. Yeah. Like the, the the most the most basic no duh episode. We're like, oh, how have we not done this yet? <laughs> you know what? I think I'm gonna toss it out there. I'm gonna volleyball this up. Let's do uh -huh. another one and do villains. Let's do another. Oh, you want to cast some DC villains? Let's do some DC villains. Why? Okay, the well, well then I'm gonna pause because I was gonna ask you for some if you had some honorable mention castings, but a bunch of minor villains. So we'll just we'll pause on that for another one. We'll we'll uh, for. Uh, maybe for next week, we'll see. We'll we'll cast some uh, we'll cast some big villains. Honestly, just pick like five. Like how many how many uh, Just League characters we cast? One, two, three, four, five, six. We let's cast. Do, let's we do cast, a villain for each. I'll say we cast. If you count Robin, we cast eight characters uh, today. No, I think we let's cast Arch Nemesis. Cast just ca cast the Arch Nemesis of, of who we got here. Yeah. So so that'll be six. So that'll be one for Wonder Woman, Flash. Let's, we'll, we'll just cast six villains. We'll I'm see, not yeah. going to we'll, we'll, Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah, we'll figure yeah, it out. A... We'll, we'll cast. We'll, we'll cast a bunch of villains next week. How's that sound? That sounds good. Uh, that sounds good to me, uh, guys. If you've got a list of your own, uh, we'd love to hear what it is. So you can you can head on over to uh, our website, which is podpage.com/slash We Are The Batman. Podpage.com/slash We Are The Batman. Uh, send it to us there. Do what TJ did. Type it up on a note on your phone, screenshot, and send it to us uh, on Twitter at We Are the Batman on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Mike Shea. Find me at Mr. J Ninja. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I know it's kind of a long one, but it was a fun one that we should have done a long time ago. And uh, we'll be we'll be back again with you guys next time here on We Are the Batman. Same bad time, same bad podcast channel. Bye bye.